Welcome to the Matt Hummer Podcast, episode 23. Ellen is eating her ice cream. We've decided we're not going to let her finish because she's taking ages. How are you doing, Al? I'm Mo, I'm here also with Luke. How are you doing, Luke? Alright, I, I ate mine in record time. Yeah, not wasting time as Al is. How did you guys manage to eat yours so quickly? <laughs> it is sweltering here in London still. England is still in the World Cup as mm. of recording this, so this time tomorrow the nation will either be very upset or very, very happy. Who knows what will happen? Um, what's been going on in the world? Currently, Shimon Mohammed is still on sale, that's what's going on. Uh, the Guitar Hero specials on sale for one more week. Pick it up while you can because next week we'll be unleashing a particularly spectacular brand new issue of Metal Hammer featuring one of the biggest metal bands in the history of the known universe, if you can guess who it is. It's very, very special. We've still got a couple of Bullet for Valentine bundles available as well. World exclusive items you can only get with Metal Hammer, stuff like uh, special plectrums, signed lyric sheets exclusive t-shirts you can't get anywhere else so if you're a bullet fan get onto metalhammer.com and find out how you can get your hands on them while stocks last uh, there's literally like a dozen of one of the bundles left I think so yeah, we're not we're not fucking around when we say that they are going so get on there and check it out uh, what you guys been up to? you went to you went to see did you go see The Cure? Uh, Elle went to see The Cure oh okay uh, she would talk about it but she's still got half a magnum in her mouth okay what have you been doing <laughs> I'll I mean, you all. Uh, the, day before, the day before the cure, I went to see Roger Waters. Wow, how it, was that? It was amazing. Yeah, I had such a good time. You're uh, a, you're a big you're kind of we're well, not really secret, but you're definitely a big big Pink, Pink Floyd, Floyd fan. fan yeah. yeah, and I've never seen any version of Pink Floyd ever, and he just did pretty much all the hits from the first well, well from Wish You Were Here, Dark Side of the Moon, The Wall, and Animals. We pretty much played the entirety of the Animals album, wow. which was amazing. And yeah, it just came with this massive production. Like obviously, it's in Hyde Park, so it's going to be big anyway. But huge screens. Like obviously, had, had a big floating pig going through the crowd. Rebuilt Battersea Power Station. Did the pig? Is the st- loving he's still doing the pig. Still doing the pig. Uh, and recreated this. Obviously, the Dark Side of the Moon album. Dark Side of the Moon album cover. Created this pyramid using lasers, and then blasted a rainbow of lights through it. Wow! And then, yeah, it looked amazing. And yeah, like, it was just so so fucking. I'm not a, not a big Pink Floyd fan I have to say and even though I was looking at the photos going god I wish I could have almost gone to see that just yeah, to yeah. see like, like it, was, it was just like, all those songs I've never seen them before but it was just very you know, emotional I, I doing Comfortably Numb and Wish You Were Here wow. and Another Brick in the Wall like all the big ones and you're just like this is incredible it's like 60,000 people all singing Comfortably Numb like I started welling up a bit I'm not, I'm not going to lie yeah, it was very very good even his solo stuff he only, and again he threw in like two or three solo songs because he knew what people were there for but they sort of fit into the set quite well mm-hmm. and yeah he took it actually he took an interval at one point because he sort of came on quite early compared to The Cure the day after and then says oh, I'm just going to go away now and then come back when the sun's gone, gone down and it was, oh really? Yeah, it was just, it was like, actually a similar thing happened with The Cure they didn't go away but oh Elle's finished ice cream almost it was brilliant like Robert Smith came on and he sort of mentioned the sun and he's like oh what did he say exactly it's something about hang on a minute you guys talk amongst yourselves Good. I know what he said. Nice interjection well, there. <laughs> you wanna, if you want to hold out the podcast anymore, you're more than welcome, honestly. Just you carry on. If you want to jump in with another point. Chock around your mouth, on your phone. What's going on? He said, I can't talk until the sun goes down. It's taking up all my energy. So Robert Smith wouldn't really like talk to the crowd until the sun went down because it was taking all of his energy to play Absolute in the sunlight. King of Goth. It was awesome. Yeah, it was so sunny that day. It was like 30 degrees. I felt there'd be more goths around, actually, but maybe they'd foregone their goth attire because of the weather. <laughs> I don't know. 
I was wearing black, just like to say. Yeah, I was going to say, true gods don't, don't, they don't care what weather it is. No. Come on. The Cure are amazing though. Uh, they played for two and a half hours and it felt like ten minutes. It was just gone really quickly. And just, yeah, did loads of amazing songs. They started off with playing song and pictures of you and so there were just a couple of good songs to start with and then the set just kind of continued from there it was weird in the sunshine though I don't know how it was for you it was weird watching it a band was, like that in the sunshine it was good and then as in, the sun went down it felt really atmospheric because you could see the sunset and the stage was all kind of tree themed and mm. stuff it's pretty cool yeah it was good with him being in his songs just like hey everyone in London's having a lovely time in the sunshine but a lot of the big screen and effects you couldn't really see because of the mm. sunshine so the darker it got the better it looked which yeah, was quite cool of so by half ten the moon's out you're like yeah this is the best oh it's over yeah of course <laughs> I mean Pink Floyd obviously one of the most important bands of all time but The Cure in particular they probably have a few people listening who aren't really familiar with their stuff but I mean in terms of the metal scene and the, especially like the industrial scene and the goth mm-hmm. metal scene and everything they're hugely influential yeah, post-punk band started in the 80s. Loads of bands reference them. Chino is a big fan. I'm pretty sure they covered The Cure and they did a song obviously, well, Robert, the Mel- Meltdown Festival. Yeah, they, he curated the whole thing, didn't he? Yeah, he curated it and they played it and they played a Cure cover. As did most of the bands that played Meltdown a couple of weeks back in London, actually. And yeah, huge influence. And they are obviously kind of had their heyday in the 80s, but actually I think some of their best songs, they've best albums they've done, this... Uh, What's the word? Century. That's what I'm looking for. I've got a brain freeze. This century. <laughs> uh, yeah, they put out some incredible albums um, in the 2000s. So they're not one of those bands that kind of came out, had their heyday and went away again. They've just continued to be really good. And the band are just exceptionally tight, exceptionally atmospheric songs, really amazing dynamic between them. You wouldn't think that they were, you know, in their sort of... 50s, 60s either they just do it really effortlessly and mm. um, Simon Gallup the bassist in particular was still running around the stage for two and a half hours and awesome. again, I'm not sure I could manage that but yeah if you've never heard Blood Flowers from 2000 or The Cure Self-Title from 2004 um, is that where you just, just if, if someone was looking for getting something for the first time is that where you recommend it as a landing point well there's some really landmark albums like Pornography 
End of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I, when the Promise of Rage came out, obviously we didn't know if it was going to be as good as Rage Against the Machine. And I think that record, initially when I listened to it, I was like, yeah, it kind of sounds like what I expected. And then it really grew on me, and it is kind of a bit like a lost Rage Against the Machine album, but a bit more modern. Obviously, it's got Chuck D, Be Real. And this really just sounds like a continuation of that album, and it's pretty amazing that they're going to put out, I think we said last week, they're going to put out more music a year after the mm. last record and they've been touring and touring and it does feel like a campaign and like they're not going to give in it? yeah they're just going to they kind of keep kind of pounding those stages and keep producing music and I did wonder because they're in London this weekend if they're going to be at any of the political events that they're in London the this weekend protest and stuff is it not this weekend with Eminem uh, no there's a point in Twickenham or supporting him in Twickenham at some point I don't know when that gig is I feel like it's this weekend wow um, yeah, interesting. Professor Rage putting another album out because obviously it's good that they wanted to do an album in the first place. Cause that shows that they're not just resting on their laurels; they're wanting to write about what's going on out there. They're fired up, they're passionate. But from a you know realistic perspective, two albums in two years—that's a lot of new material now filling those set lists up. So you better yeah. make sure it's good because if you're going to have to be taken out like Rage Against the Machine, Cypress Hill, and Public Enemy songs to make way for brand new things, mm-hmm. like they, those songs better be good. So high hopes, well moderate hopes, but a good bit of faith in them to deliver the goods. They're all just great musicians, I think. At the end of the day, so even if they do something that you don't think is quite as good as the other bands, maybe, which is sort of what you're getting at, they're all good musicians and they all make good music. Mm. So I'm happy they're here. Yeah, I think this song, yeah, this song sounds like it's going to be. I don't know for sure, but it's like it might just be like the album opener. There's not really much to it other than just repeating the same, repeating the song title over and over again. Um, <laughs> but it's quite short as well. But it's, and it's mainly be real led, which I don't know if that's going to be more. Uh, say what's, what the album's going to be like because Chuck D only sort of pops his head in every now and again. But and it's less metal than before. But I, I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they exist. Cool. Good. That's how I feel. Like I'm glad they exist. Cool, cool. Uh, new Crossfaith music out as well. Uh, Catastrophe they've just released. What are your guys? Have you talked about Crossfaith on here before? I think we have actually. I think we, I have. Think we kind of talked about how when they came out, we were all quite fired up, and they have really good live shows that also fire you up. But in terms of the recent music, there's not been too much to get excited about. No, they're yeah. still yet to make a great album. They made one of the best EPs of recent times, the Zion EP, and they're still yet to make a great album. And yeah, I mean Catastrophe. Kind of sounds like more of the same of what they were doing. Kind of a more streamlined, yeah, polished. Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed they're not really evolved, really. I just thought maybe they'd start evolving and doing something a little bit different and trying out different styles of music or trying out different ways of writing a song. But when they release the song, you kind of go, yeah, that sounds cross-faithy. But I don't really feel pulled in by it. No, I think it's just a more diluted version of what they were doing about six years ago and it's really upsetting because I, I, I understand when they came out everyone was just like yes this new band oh my god have you heard them it's like rave metal la 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 and, and it was <laughs> that was just me that, that was basically that's all he said <laughs> and it, it, yeah, it was great but yeah it seems like they've not like I say they've not evolved since then and it's a real shame because I think everyone wanted it to be a thing mm. and they're still doing decent sized venues when they tour but it, it just feels yeah, like doing... the music's not moving with them mm. and it's going to catch up at some point I think what worries me about them is that uh, I think what they do, they do it well, and I think uh, how they've shaped their music since the, the original EP, I think kind of, they, they, like I said, they do that well for what that is, but I think what that is, is very quickly becoming very out of date in where the metal scene is right now. You know, it feels very warped to 2012 metal, um, mm. 
And when you look at where the scene's gone with bands like Power Trip and Venom Prison and Code Orange and God knows who else ripping it up, you kind of think that that super high-end, polished, catchy, kind of nice-sounding metal just isn't isn't cutting it. Like, it just isn't cutting it. And yeah, I think there's yeah. a lot of bands... It's not just Crossfade, really. I think there's a whole generation of bands that could have to work out how they step up to that if they want to not sound, I don't know, a little bit also ran, I guess. Yeah, I like that sound that they do. Like, I do like it, but listening to the new song, I did feel that sense that it did feel dated already, that it did feel like a few years ago, mm. and that that's why it wasn't so exciting, because you'd feel like you'd heard it before, really. Mm. But I don't think something necessarily has to be, like, gnarly and nasty and vitriolic and... No, not at all. ...crazy... But I do think they could have a bit more edge or a bit more evolution. Just different. Just yeah, that's different, it really, you know? just different, yeah. Like most of the bands tearing it up now that we're all kind of frothing about here on the podcast and in the magazine, you know, they don't. most of them don't really sound the same as each other, they just all sound good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just really. sound good. Just sound good and sound exciting. My favourite bit on that song though was just before the breakdown, it suddenly starts sound a bit like Scooter uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I gotta say I do like that and to be fair to them when they did Wildfire on that album from a couple of years back that was the most kind of basic like Ibiza metal song I've ever heard <laughs> with, with Benji from Skindred and I loved it logical song when I was song. young it seemed that life was so wonderful Jumping all over the world, that one as well. Scooter, Siberia. (laughs) You don't remember that? No, no. Where were you in 2001, (laughs) or whatever it was? Jump style. Maybe just not singing it properly. Well, (laughs) that's the only time I'm going to do it. (laughs) Um, What's the latest out in Will System of a Down ever record the new fucking album or not? Well, (laughs) John and Charbo have put a picture of themselves up in the studio. Oh, bless them. But no one knows what that means. I mean... I don't know. Are they making music together? Uh, I I think speculation basically says that they are, but it's not for System of a Down. It's for John's Basically, the other guys are occupied with their own projects and they don't have anything going on. I feel so... Well, I feel bad for them. They'll be fine. They're they're from a very successful legendary rock band. Multi-million selling rock stars. But at the same time, like (laughs) you've got to feel for them a little bit because, you know, Surge just... uh, from. From what it seems like, Serge just doesn't want to do a new album. Oh, you think you think it's Serge that's the uh, I think the it, fly in the ointment? Well, I think it is. That, that's always been the rumours that come out of there. Yes, I might I be talking shit, but the fact that, you know, Darren... Oh, okay, maybe Serge doesn't want to do a new album, but that from what Darren Malakian says in the current issue, if you want to go pick it up, um, there's all, of, all three other members have definitely written system stuff over the years and it's just not quite clear so maybe it's not Surge but uh, where Surge wants to take system is different from where everyone else mm. wants to take it but yeah, cause they're not on the same page and um, I feel bad that Surge is so prominent that he can kind of go out and do whatever like he can do his orchestras and his film scores yeah, or whatever yeah. and Darren's definitely prominent enough that he's got another band that he can probably bring back and a lot of people will be interested in whereas yeah John and Sharp I don't know We'll be interested to see what, what they do. In the interview in the new issue that you just mentioned, it was really interesting to me when because we were kind of thinking, you know, uh, Darren's been away for a long time, he's not really been active, and we kind of went, what have you been up to? And it's like, well, I've been writing music the whole time, which was really interesting because he's got, like, what, 10, 15 years of music mm. there that he's been writing, and only a bit of that is coming out with uh, Scars on Broadway. So will we ever hear the rest of the music? What is it for? Who knows? It's really intriguing. But yeah, definitely, uh, like I said, you've got about a week to pick up that issue and uh, it, is, it is an eye-opener with Darren Malacky and you won't read it anywhere else. So if you want to hear about what the fuck's going on in System of a Down World, that's where you go. 
Shall we take some reader questions? Yes. All right. Chris Lloyd asks, following the saxophone silo on Ghost's latest album, that's a Nick track, Miasma, the greatest uh, instrumental ever, what other instruments <laughs> would you like to see bands incorporate? I'm a sucker for a melodica. <laughs> What's a melodica? <laughs> it's like a keyboard that you blow into. Oh, one of them. Okay. Can you give us some examples of usage uh, in modern metal? Not in, say not in metal, but I used to be a big fan of the band Metronomy, if you remember. Oh, yeah, that. I, yeah, do. I do remember yeah, them. Um, You've got a dark side for some of that early 2000s indie yeah. electro, haven't you? And I see. You. Before, they, before they added vocals, they used to be a pretty much purely instrumental band, and they did, they did a song called Black Eyed Burnt Thumb, which is amazing, and it's all melodical, and it's fucking great. If someone wanted to do a metal version of that, I'd be bang up for it. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be quite into that. I was trying to think what we've had in metal before and what we haven't. So we've had saxophone, we've had strings and a lot of stuff. That's very common. Accordions, had loads of accordions. I was, in folk metal, I've had I, well, I was going to say a hurdy gurdy, but then I thought actually, no, like the, well, the reason I know what got a hurdy gurdy. Well, the reason I know what a hurdy gurdy is is because of folk metal bands. Yeah, that's yeah. what I heard of it. So we've got enough hurdy gurdies. Sack them off. The harp. Did we, is the harp twins? They have harp. I yeah, but they're not in a metal bands. They're, they're two people playing metal covers that's a bit different what are those whistles that go like Ooh. <laughs> 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 uh, what are those called the penny slide. whistles or something no like, no, no they're thin, thin yeah it's like a thin whistle it's just a slide whistle maybe oh good but I want them but yeah but I feel like we've covered loads of um, Jonathan Davis's record recently he's had loads of drums and stuff on it it's like what is the drums? <laughs> <laughs> world drums. Yeah, I know. Can't remember with all the exact names and percussion from around the world. Yeah. And I was trying to think, literally, what hasn't metal had? Melodica and slide whistle. I'll give you those. Those looks. wooden fish that you like. And then just hit like yeah. you get those. Little, like you used to get like at Christmas or something. Someone would just give you like a little crappy wooden frog to like. <laughs> 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 wooden frogs you make the stick go back and forth over its back so no, it sounds I'll like the frog's broken no I slap the shit out of it <laughs> <laughs> just fuck that frog the, the traditional festive frog beating <laughs> oh dear me uh, I'm not going to for Christmas or like people bring them back from holiday or something but you know the things I mean like they, they, they make sounds yeah. like frogs yeah, 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 yeah. but you yeah. scrape the back of it so it's like a frog's croaking you yeah and then when you hit it frog. it sounds like a frog being hit it's <laughs> 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 amazing <laughs> I hope you don't have any pets. I do. You know I've got a pet. No, I know. And I don't hit Aussie, so there. Um, <laughs> oh, God, what else is there? Those things that Bill Bailey uses in his live shows, they're like the... Oh, the oh, theremin. Theremin, yeah. that's it, yeah. You put your hand over it and it makes weird noises. There's, Those are sick. There's been a lot of theremins in music past, just maybe not metal. <laughs> in music past. <laughs> no, but Take like... Music past. Classic rock. Prog. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Yeah, probably not so much. Like, related genres. More theremins in metal. used one. Oh god, probably. I've got to they think of it. an instrument. What haven't we had? Um, uh, you don't get many maracas. Oh, I like it <laughs> yeah, when you. Uh, <laughs> I like it when you get a triangle. Like Bring Me the Horizon doing the Royal Albert Hall with an orchestra. They had someone who was playing the triangle, and often again when you get metal bands with orchestras, there will be somebody in the corner doing the triangle. That always makes me happy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> solid. Yeah. Cool. So triangle. That, no, that's slide whistle so. yeah. it's basically all the fun instruments in your school like music room <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> showing our education yeah you know when um, <laughs> who's the American chat show host that does the Jimmy Kimmel Jimmy Kimmel yeah like if we could just have a, met, a whole metal album made just with like the, the children's playground instruments that'd be great yeah that's yeah. the challenge who's gonna do it no one <laughs> <laughs> 
Ruben Borger asks, what is your opinion on demo tracks being included on extended album recordings? I personally cringe at some of Megadeth's demos, making it an unpleasant surprise at the end of a deluxe album. It's a hard one. Because obviously, you, I, I've never gone out of my way to listen to a demo. I don't know why you would if you've got like said, the proper finished album there. Yeah, there's a reason it's a demo. Yeah, but I guess if you're a completist and you're a super fan, then you might just want to hear it. But yeah, I'm just never overly. But I don't. Yeah, you know, I tend to skip them. Yeah, if they come on at the end of the record, it's like, oh well, that's the end of me listening to this record. Then mm-hmm. I'm also going to listen to the six versions of this song I already heard. Also, why is it, but why is it an unpleasant surprise? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you listen. Oh, cool! I've got the extended edition featuring these demos. Oh, it's a demo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that thing, isn't it? If you're listening to it on Spotify or something, you're just like, oh, I'm just listening to this album I love, and you just like doing shit around the house and then a song comes on you're like oh what's this if it's a really bad demo that is, I guess that's what he's getting at that is a very annoying thing with Spotify in general if the, if a band releases a remastered reissue extended version that's the only version that's on Spotify yeah especially when it, with some of them um, actually funny enough I was listening to This Is The Six today um, on Spotify and, and it's only got the extended edition where they've got they've got bonus tracks put in the middle of the album Oh, that's and they're good right. songs but it's weird when you're so used to it flowing a certain way and then this song just randomly comes in at like track 7 and you're yeah, like what yeah. the fuck's that that's yeah, weird not into it but I mean there's some exceptions I, I don't know I, I think it was a demo but the original version of Second Heartbeat uh, which is my favourite Avenged Sevenfold song Back in the LimeWire days, um, uh, when uh, they first 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 came on the scene before the proper version of Wake in the Fallen came out, they had a few uh, demo tracks kind of going around the internet. And Second Heartbeat was one of those. And the original version of Second Heartbeat, it, the production was awful, but the, it was faster. There was more screams on it, and it just sounded more like ah, fucking right on. Um, and they and for years I was trying to find a copy of it that I could just listen to that wasn't on like YouTube or whatever and then they re-released Waking the Fallen a couple of years ago with all that stuff on it and that mm. was quite cool because that was like this is what I met this is what I was listening to when I was you know 14 or whatever sorry <laughs> <laughs> you want to say something then? <laughs> start with a metal band over <laughs> um, so yeah there's a, there's a couple of exceptions where, where it's, it's good fun I think if I, I'm with you, Luke. I think it's annoying unless you really love the band. If you really love the band, you might just hear something in that demo that tells you about that person. You know, if it's a singer you really like or something, and it's an early version of the work, you might just kind of hear, yeah, hear some of that personality or get something from it because you've listened to this original so many times or you've read about the person so much. But otherwise, it's just a bit like, oh, I want to hear the real ones now. <laughs> yeah, do the good one, please. Yeah. Um, Kyle Finity asks you might be able to answer this one as you saw them as well saw Queens of the Stone Age last Mm. night at Eden Project and they were awesome would you say they would be a good download headliner I've got to say actually uh, for those who didn't hear last week and if not go back and listen to it you fools it's a good podcast Um, yeah before I saw them at Finsbury Park I probably would have said absolutely not because I think they well, I think that would be a good shout to play, but I think for headlining, I don't know. There's a few reasons why I like it. As I said last week, not sure they really fit into a proper download crowd anymore. I kind of feel like the bands you want to see at download are a bit bigger on them for the most part. Um, but having seen them, actually, I think if you booked Queens and they played the kind of set that they played the other day where it was pretty golden era heavy mm. I think they'd be I think it'd be one of those bands that a lot of people would moan about and go oh, Queens of the Stone Age like they're not a proper metal band or yeah. you know they don't belong to our crowd anymore and then actually if they came out and just played a hit filled set 
they would they could steal the weekend. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They're, they're one of those bands that you can. You, it's easy to overlook. Yeah, last week as well, you sort of compared them to the more mainstream bands of like Foo Fighters and Chili Peppers and whatever. Yeah, I think to be honest, if Foo Fighters were announced for Down, you go Foo that, Fighters that definitely, definitely Foo Fighters. Chili Peppers, no, no, not Chili Peppers at all. But yeah, I mean, yeah, totally fair point. Foo Fighters, yeah, Green Day, you'd have it download. Yeah, um, exactly. So I think Blink, you'd have it download. Could do it if they can headline. Finsbury Park, which I imagine is what, like 30,000? 40,000, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty much, oh, what, it's a five band bill, but I'm sure there at Download would make sense. Yeah, but like you say, it would have to not be a new album set. It'd have to not even mess it up a bit, but it would have to be bangers only. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. yeah. I, I think that I think they would definitely not take people's surprise. Probably. People know Queens of Stone Age are good, but it's when you watch them play a set that good, you, re, you remember just how good a band they are when they're on it. Yeah. I have a counter opinion. <laughs> You mean the opposite opinion? <laughs> I don't disagree entirely with everything you're saying, but I also think <laughs> I think they're good. But I think there's something lacking, like not just the metal thing, but because Download has this sort of metal community vibe. I feel like Queens and Stone Age to watch are quite distant, and they don't really engage with people that much, and they're quite cool and standoffish. Whereas Download is more about going and having a good time for three days and getting drunk in a field and listening to metal and being part of that kind of community vibe and I think Queens are a bit standoffish and are a bit detached in a way from that I definitely I definitely agree with that they are way too cool for school and Josh Rom's never going to jump into a crowd and lose his shit but I wouldn't say they're more standoffish than Aerosmith or Ozzy or most of the time Ozzy I think is not a standoffish thing because there's a sort of community there's going to say a community around Sabbath Sabbath literally invented metal but there's sort of a warmth there to Aussie yeah Um, Aerosmith I think they usually play on that kind of classic rock sort of day where it is okay to have that sort of slightly distance thing going on that slightly rock star thing going on and it sort of fits that way but I don't feel the same about Aussie at all You've got to remember the download, what, two years ago, they had Muse headlining of three... And, you know, yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. Matt I, forgot about, I totally forgot about that. Another example of a band that used to be right in the heart of our scene memory. and then kind of floated off into indie land. Yeah. Not musically, but in terms of fan base. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, they probably could do. Again, I just never really thought about Queen's doing downloads, to be honest. So but it would be great. Yeah, they did it. Well, I think it would be great. They didn't headline, headline, they, 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 fine. I would watch it and I'd feel detached well, maybe. Yeah. Where am I? Maybe I I'd get sucked the, in. Do you like yeah. Queens musically? Man? Yeah, I went to see them last year. Remember in Chicago? And we kind of oh yeah, of course. Yeah, you basically saw the same reel I did. I did. So I run the jewels in yeah. Queens of Stone Age, and I really enjoyed it. And I was taken by surprise at how much I enjoyed it. I wanted to go because I was in Chicago and that gig was on, and I thought it'll be good. I'll have a good time going. And I was actually really surprised how much I enjoyed it and how many hits they had and how good I thought it was. Now imagine if you times that by 90,000 people in a field of download. <laughs> I get it, but I still, it's like I said last week, they still have quite a lot of jammy bits in and he is quite cool and stuff. I really enjoyed that show, but I'm still not sure I would really enjoy them headlining. I don't know. Willing who do you to have be them, disproved. If they were willing to sub-headline, which I think they're probably a bit above now. Who would you put them under as a kind of... If you knew, if you, knew you could get an hour of Queens of Stone Age, nothing but hits, Yeah. who would you put above him to kind of... Who would you want to roll into? I mean, Foos could be a good shout. Yeah, I was going to say Foos, but... They do fit together more musically than other bands I can think of. And they, again, Foos, I think, have been up and down in their career. They've had some really good hits, but some albums I've been quite bored with. But the last one I thought was great, and I really enjoyed it. So, I, I Yeah, I think them together, if it was... 
you could special have, sets, like just you know, mm. like set hits and things. That'd be good. You could have stuck them on before guns rather than blackstone cherry. Yes. Oh, that's a great shout. Absolutely, absolutely. That'd have been a brilliant four hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, four and a half hours. A lot, of, a lot of jamming. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Rich asks, do you think the increase of bands who drop EPs or surprise release new albums following a breakthrough is something we should see more of? Yeah. Yes, bands should just drop stuff out of nowhere. Um, I, I'm, I think more, more rock bands are doing it, it feels like. like. This year there's been loads of surprise albums, like Sleep and Cancer both released theirs on the same day, which was wow. interesting. Um, but, uh, Lamb of God <laughs> didn't quite surprise release it, but they kind of took everyone unawares with the co- with the cover. Yeah, as well. and I think, I think it's because you know, with so many mainstream artists, you know, like just release stuff whenever they want to. Mm-hmm. Like that Beyonce Jay Z album just kept, they just got came out at the end of a gig. It was just like, oh yeah, by the way, there's an album out. Buy it on sale now. Buy. It's like what? Like you can, that was quite cool to do. It's that. fucking amazing. It's like quite, I, I, like it's like. Mixed opinions. No, on no, no. I, think that, I think that's that, cool. And but what I mean is, that Metallica awesome. wouldn't do that. And I think I think that's I think it's sad that Metallica wouldn't do that. I'd love them to headline, download, and then just go. Thing is, do album out. See you later. <laughs> the thing is, if there was one band, I know uh, maybe there's some others, but if, if there's one band that big, like one of the bit really big fucking metal bands that would do that, it would probably be Metallica because they're just about they do love fucking with the formula yeah. sometimes and doing stuff. You know, they uh, love doing surprise gigs and small gigs and, you know... I was, I was saying I'd love to see them do it, but we saw two years ago when Avenged Surprise released their album, which, mm. which was cool, but it didn't get the fanfare or even the sort of recognition that it should have deserved, I think. I think it was... Uh, I think in hindsight it was the wrong album to do that on because the stage is so expansive and all over the place. And I mean that in a good way. I, like, I think we've said it on here before, I think it's the best album they've done since City of Evil, but... It's like if if you're like surprise new album fuckers here's an eight track prog song sorry eight minute prog song <laughs> yeah. like it's Hold just up. like you know because I remember I was all listening to it and like there were kind of like hot takes going it's shit and hot takes going it's amazing and really yeah. you needed a bit of time to get your head around it I definitely it was, agree with that because when we first listened to it I was like I hate this it's boring I yeah, hate yeah. it mm. and then like, a week later I was like oh it's really good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely it wasn't immediate at all by any means I think if they released Goddamn first. It might have been yeah, a slightly yeah, different reaction, um, but yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. Basically, like good, good, good thing to do, but maybe not the right album to do it on. Yeah, I think I like surprise stuff because it is really exciting. But there's also another kind of excitement that I was reading about the other day. Can't remember why. Called nexting, which is apparently when you get really excited and have lots of happiness in your life because you're looking forward to something in the future that you're really excited about. And it's called nexting. So That's it's like. Just- how I live my life yeah it's really. just being excited <laughs> but I'm just saying there's a, this is apparently a word for it I'm excited like, for know... the gig tonight ooh next thing <laughs> <laughs> but you know if you like know there's something coming up it makes you more why happy. do we need a word for that because <laughs> that's just anticipation yeah but it's a word I'm just saying there's a surprise or something coming out but also like next thing is a thing I'm telling you so anytime you're excited about anything <laughs> apart from when it's happening <laughs> that's next thing yes it is <laughs> that's the most pointless word I've ever heard doesn't so we mean just, anything we just had ice cream in the office it was a complete surprise and that was really exciting but Elle told me there was ice cream so I was next thing for that next two minutes <laughs> 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 well, how do you feel when I texted you and told you there was an ice cream? I was nexting the fuck out of it. I was like, yeah, I'm so nexting right now. 
Um, oh, wow. we killed that word. That's yeah. Good, that's the idea. <laughs> next thing, next, next thing. Um, Just saying it's a psychological thing. Fair so, enough. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's nice to know when, you, you know, I mean, when Maiden released a new album, um, we got a stream from it in, for it in the office and I didn't listen to it because I wanted to wait until it came out so I could like, buy it or download it on Spotify, take it home, put it on speakers and listen to it. And like the, the, the kind of ritual of doing that with a new I Maiden album was so much more probably exciting to me than if it was like, there's a new I Maiden album out. Like you I probably nexted hard. I nexted for ages. I literally nexted for about two months. Um, so yeah, and that's, that's part of the fun of listening to an album, isn't it? You know, you want to get into the excitement, the next thing of, <laughs> <laughs> of it coming along. We know what this podcast is being called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but also I do feel like metal in particular has fallen into that trap of you get an album every two years that's pretty much the way it works now yes. and that doesn't seem to happen in any which in genre. fairness most bands of what you'd probably call like a medium to big size kind of have to do because yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. you you know yeah, yeah. Need, you, need you need to tour to, tour to support yourself blah 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 completely but I think it's good to see that so some bands I think probably are going to start you know subverting the way that it works and just not following record label release schedules so it's going to go we've written these songs so we're going to release them now I just saw that Shapes uh, Shapes with a V or a play button nowadays I think oh is it? they um, I've got to type that uh, well <laughs> subvert their <laughs> keyboard <Secretly. laughs> uh, they were going to release a series of EPs but now they've decided to do an album instead so it'll be interesting to see out to find out oh, why they decided to do that because they obviously had a bit of a, a rethink in the way they're going to do stuff but yeah very exciting band by the way Shapes keep an eye on them uh, oh and on that note we've got another question <laughs> oh Ricardo Ball asks who is the best metal band the world is yet to discover are you going to say that band you were playing to us earlier yes yes you are. yes I am uh, I only, I only... Luke, Luke was on to a cracker today in the office uh, yeah, uh, yeah yes, yesterday um, yesterday whichever uh, yeah this band called Left Behind that I am now fully fully into do you like them because they're named after a Slipknot song no I I'm not sure if they are but I'd like to think they are but um, no because I was just because I've been listening to the Vane album a lot and Spotify popped up and went oh if you like that you might like this and I thought oh that album art looks fun and yeah, listen, what was the album it's like a felt tip pen drawing of a demon Ooh. so it's like fine uh, and I listened to it and yeah it's fucking brilliant it's like I think I said to you yesterday it's like the band Malevolence wish they were but with way more aggro it's from, from sort of like vein type bands and it's just fucking great they're from West Virginia the album's called Blessed by the Burn I think uh, and yeah it's really heavy aggro great hardcore but it's like proper riffs in it as well it's like the tracks two and three I forget the names it's really great slamming songs brilliant slamming awesome. songs Excellent West choice. Virginia born and raised <laughs> sure sure <why? laughs> uh, I, I mean I talked about him last week but um, Wolf Tooth I think oh, should yeah, be yeah. massive brilliant brilliant riff heavy heavy metal band just just metal done right and in a really emphatically brilliant exciting uh, way so yeah Wolf Teeth are great if we talk about new bands I like Ramaging from Scotland we had them on the CD a couple of years ago but I've been following them on Facebook and they're releasing new music soon I think so Ramaging yeah I don't know them they're just a cool like how to describe them if you like Devin Townsend and Tech Metal you'll probably like them but they mm. don't actually sound like either of those things it's good you mentioned them because someone mentioned that I didn't put in the questions but one of the questions was 
why aren't Ramage, Ramage Inc. bigger or something, <laughs> along, something along those lines. That's yeah, really yeah. weird. Good grief. Yeah, finger on the pulse. Was he from Ramage Inc.? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Inc. There I've you been go. playing quite a lot of festivals, I think. I've seen them again on Facebook, sort of updating what they've been up to. And I think playing they've been at Bloodstock a few times on like, the yeah. stage, stage or something. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and also, if it, uh, for synth, from a fellow synthwave brethren, um, I can't remember if I mentioned it or not. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Dan the Terminus, the Dan Terminus album from last year. Were you getting something else? No, the Hangman's Chair. I don't know. Hangman, the one where there's a track just by out synthwaved in the Nomi. There's a track by Perturbator. <laughs> that sentence didn't work. What was that? <laughs> on there. Um, I'm just going to check. Well, what I was going to say was the Dan Terminus album from last year was my favourite synthwave album from last year. It's like playing Lotus Turbo Challenge on the N60. No, sorry, on the Sega Mega Drive on drugs. What a reference. It's brilliant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hangman's Chair. And they've got an album out and it's called Banlo Trieste, which means sad suburbs, I think, in French. <laughs> Probably not like direct. I don't know if you directly translate it like that, but yeah, that, was my, that was my. Uh, a level French coming out. Awesome. Also, the Rivers of Nile album. Oh God, is, yes! Um, what an album that is. Talking about sax. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, got, it's got a saxophone involved, but it's also a bit techy, just really heavy. I don't know how to describe it. To be honest, a sort of tech group saxophone metal. Metal. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, I, another album sort of passed me by when it came out. But a lot of people on our Facebook have been going, have been shouting about it. So I checked it out a few weeks ago, and yeah, it's called Where Al- Where Owls Know My Name or something like Ooh. that. The place where owls know my name. And yeah, it's fucking great. That is really, 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 really good. That is it for this week's show. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on iTunes or Acast. Don't forget to pick up the latest good issue, the Guitar Heroes special. It's only out for one more week, and then we are dropping something massive next week. I promise you that. What is it, uh, Well, you find out. It's... It's it's good. It's good. It's good. I'm excited. Uh, don't forget as well. You got the bullet for my Valentine bundle still on sale. There's about I don't know two left now probably since we've been recording this. So get on there while you can. Uh, what are you doing this weekend? What's going on? Oh well, I'm hopefully going to see Turnstile tonight. But if England's mm. game goes to extra time and penalties, I might not see Turnstile tonight. So we'll see what happens. Will Turnstile hold the gig back? <laughs> I got told earlier that um, Justin Timberlake is playing the O2 tonight and he's showing the England game on the screens and he's not coming on until the game's finished uh, All Saints are also doing that tonight just yeah just as, <laughs> just, just as good but all three people in the yeah. pub they're playing yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brick, uh, All, Saints, all Saints. Saints yeah they're doing Brixton Electric I think wow. um, oh fair play yeah, they're, they're, they're not coming on till half nine Apparently, because of the England game. England going through on a penalty shootout and then Pure Shaw's kicking off. That's why to spend the <laughs> Wednesday night. Right. That is what, yeah. so good. Um, oh, yeah, Friday. What were we all doing? We're going to see the Muppets. We're going to see the Muppets, I motherfucker. <coughs> the Muppets, <laughs> motherfucker. The <laughs> Muppets. Do you think Animal will be there? Huh? Animal. The most metal Muppet. Yeah, Animal will definitely be there. Okay. Going, going to mark out for Kermit, for I'm sure. I'm going for Gonzo. Gonzo would be oh yes my favourites were actually the pink things but I can't remember the names the Menomina yeah the Menomina things yeah those little guys they're my favourites it's going to be big so we're going to have a very heavy metal night out at the Muppets (laughs) and then we will be back next week Uh, Luke will review Turnstile if he made it (laughs) depending probably review the Muppets as well and we'll be revealing our brand new issue Uh, and there's a bolt onto that issue as well actually that uh, we're very excited about as well it's going to be big we'll see you next week bye everybody see ya come on England unless you lost in which case bad luck (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.